Hello and welcome everybody to According to Andrew number 102. Uh, privacy does not negate morality. Uh, morality doesn't stop at your doorstep. What do I kind of mean by all this? Um, so I was listening to uh, Lotus Eaters podcast with Carl Benjamin and stuff like that. And I heard um, a sentiment that comes up a lot uh, within society and things like that. Uh, and that sentiment is the idea that um, whatever you do in the privacy of your own home is your uh, business as long as it's consensual between two uh, adults. And I don't I don't want like a big brother type situation where there's always everyone watching and stuff like that, but I don't think that sentiment is true. Uh, and the reason for that is that morality uh, needs to be kind of enforced everywhere. So... If you say, okay, well, I'm just going to do all this degenerate stuff behind closed doors and in the privacy of my home, and, and so no one will actually know it and stuff like that, that uh, that transcends and, and bleeds out into the wider society uh, because uh, you, like, you can't just be two different people at the same time. Your actions and stuff like that uh, shape who you are and are shown through your actions. Your actions behind closed doors are going to show when you're interacting with people out uh, in the real world. So a good example of this is the line from St. Augustine, uh, speak the gospel always, uh, and or, yeah, Sp preach the gospel always, and if you have to, speak, is the, uh, the quote roughly. And the idea behind that is your uh, actions speak louder than words, and your actions and the way you embody and do things uh, will project and... Uh, permeate throughout the society so if you're doing degenerate stuff behind closed doors and stuff like that um whether you want to or not you were going to manifest behaviors and things like that out in uh, society that are going to uh lead or push society down a more moral degenerate path uh and if you do morally upstanding things and uh, follow the narrow path that will also have a, a positive impact on the society uh it's not something that we can like it's one of those things that slowly builds on itself. Uh, I think uh, when you first start making money and stuff like that, investing, it's like, oh, you don't seem like you have any money. And then over time, it just continuously builds on itself until you have uh, a whole bunch of money. And you're like, you didn't even realize like where this stuff came from. Um, that kind of uh, is the impact that it has, uh, this moral stuff kind of has. Um, and so it's not something that you readily perceive until you kind of look back over a long period of time and can be like, oh, this stuff. But that doesn't mean that the minor, the small choices that you make every single day aren't important. Uh, and so I just wanted to kind of bring that up because um, a lot of times when people hear that uh, phrase, the uh, preach the gospel always, and if you have to speak, uh, always look at it in the good light. And it's a good way to look at it, but uh, it also applies in the reverse. And so I wanted to kind of bring that uh, to light in this regard. Um, Another uh, aspect that is demonstrated by this tree very well here is uh, speak or uh, by your fruits that you shall know them, right? And if people are doing a lot of morally degenerate things and stuff like that, uh, their fruits will be of poor quality and they won't um, be able to, uh, they won't have children, they won't, uh, there's things and, and stuff that they'll do that they'll manifest their behaviors in. Uh, we're seeing this a lot right now with um various uh, high-level politicians and stuff like that that are getting arrested for pedophilia or some other type of stuff, uh, you can just kind of tell by their actions and, and uh, the stuff that they did. They'll, they'll try to seem upstanding and stuff like that. And on the surface, maybe they can play that bit for a bit, 
for a while, but uh, it always comes back to bite them. Um, the devil always throws them for their eye horse, uh, things of that nature. And so it's just never worth the trade-off in that regard. Uh, but then the other aspect of this whole thing is like, okay, well, if um, morality shouldn't be done behind closed doors, or, or uh, if morality doesn't stop at the uh, end of closed doors, like how do you enforce this kind of stuff? Uh, you know, are you going to bring the state in? Are you going to bring uh, police and stuff like that in there to enforce that stuff? Um, and for certain things, that's probably true, right? Like, you know, you want pedophiles arrested and things like that. Um, but what about the other uh, aspects? The, the things that are more questionable, uh, like are you going to throw someone in jail for um, watching porn or masturbation? Probably not. That's that's an extreme. Um, so where, where do you kind of uh, find a good line uh, to do this? And... Uh, the best way to do it is with social shame and social conditioning and stuff like that, uh, enforcing um, it through kind of group things. You know, uh, if people see, uh, just think about how, uh, like, the, if you think back on the trope of like the peeping tom and stuff like that from from days back, uh, you can it elicits kind of feelings of shame and uh, ridicule, and it's something that uh, is voyeuristic and is, is shameful and, and looked down upon. Um, but we do that same thing with uh, porn and masturbation today. And it's the same thing. It's just like taken to a digital uh, realm. And because it can be done, uh, you know, in a quiet corner, uh, in a dark room kind of thing, and uh, seemingly away from prying eyes, that isn't, uh, the shame has kind of been taken away from that. And so if you can bring that shame kind of back into that, uh, kind of thing you can correct for it and, and stuff like that and but this needs to be enforced with various people and that's one of the issues that we have today is because uh, things like uh, unlimited 4k streaming porn or whatever is so ubiquitous uh, there's just no place for it's it's more social like people are pushing up back against it with like the nofap november and things like that but uh, it's more socially acceptable today than uh, I, I can't say any time in history because I'm not, uh, it's not something I've studied historically, but it's pro it's gotta be up there. Um, so, uh, you mainly do it through social same. And, uh, I think I touched on this blog before, but I think it's a good example, uh, of how this type of stuff has been enforced and how it, it's not being enforced now. Um, because these, you can see just like church is one of the main places this stuff should be enforced and it's not being enforced. And that's because, uh, the cult of nice and, and leftist principle type stuff has been taking precedent over um, the enforcing people to not have degenerate behaviors. So uh, this is from uh, Blog and Marlboro is the blog that this posted. Uh, it is not whether we impose morality, but which morality we impose. Will we impose Christian morality or secular morality? It is not whether uh, we are disciplined we will discipline for certain behaviors in the church, but rather which behaviors we will be disciplining for in the church. Skipping ahead, this niceness vibe has been advanced in such a way as to make conservative believers think they have been attending churches that have uh, real trouble disciplining for error, but not whether, but which. In this world, it is absolutely necessary for a group that has defined boundaries to discipline for error, uh, or for what they consider to be error. Do you remember those times when conservative believers were uh, chafing over the fact that no discipline ever seemed to be applied to the young people drifting into sexual immorality uh, or into doing drugs 
or when middle-aged businessmen abandoned their families and nothing happened, or when someone announced that they were gay and everyone thought it was a shame, but nobody actually did anything. It was easy back then to assume that it was because uh, such churches didn't know how to discipline, but they did know how to discipline, not whether, but which. If they uh, had pressed you your concerns about the ongoing grab-assing at the youth group, they would find you would find that they did know how to crack down on sin. They would crack down on you for using the word grab-assing in your letter to the session, which is totally unnecessary and not becoming of one whose name whose name's the name of Christ. In addition, you would discipline be disciplined for the legalistic pr- uh, spirit, which you unfortunately started displaying. The discipline was there; it just wasn't aimed in the direction you thought it ought to have been. Uh, and so you can kind of see in this regard where the moral degeneracy and the reason that things are enforced in this regard is because um, those that are supposed to be enforcing it are doing the things behind closed doors that they aren't supposed to be and they know that and so therefore they're manifesting those behaviors in real in the real world but not being able to enforce the things that they need to do which is why it's very incumbent on leaders to if they want to enforce a certain moral standard that they hold themselves to that super high moral standard um which uh is very hard to do i've never i've been in a couple leadership positions and stuff like that and and just uh even even if you're not in a leadership position it's if you want to um speak to god or uh speak the gospel always or preach the gospel always and, and if you have to speak you have to live in a very uh disciplined manner and it's it's challenging at times and there's there's times where um you think you're is it Sam? Not Samus. That one Titan that's got to push the boulder up the mountain and then it rolls back down every year. And so, uh, or every day. And, uh, I think the mistake that we make is thinking that, uh, you know, we can stop pushing that boulder at some point. Uh, you know, and because we think we can stop pushing that boulder, that boulder rolls back down the mountain and maybe not all the way back down the mountain. We get, we catch it at a certain point, but then we have to push our way back up and it's better if we just continuously and never stop pushing. Now, uh, human reality makes that probably unlikely that that's going to happen. Uh, it's, you know, people have their limits and, uh, but I find with a lot of this stuff, uh, once you kind of, a lot of it builds on itself, right? It's like, oh, how are you like someone who isn't very disciplined in going to the gym or things like that are like, oh, how do you do all this stuff? And a lot of those people, it's built in habits and stuff like that. And one habit builds into another. And so, uh, you can get to, uh, a spot where, uh, you're doing, and you're, you're very disciplined, you're doing all this stuff, but it becomes second nature to the point that, uh, you don't even think that you're really doing it. It's just, it's become a part of you. It's become a part of what you do. And, you know, this applies to all aspects of life. Uh, morality is obviously an important part and that's what we're talking about uh, today, but whether it's, uh, morality or trying to get in shape or, um, uh, getting uh, better at working hard in school, learning a new skill, uh, all those things kind of build on each other and, and, uh, and, you know, the other way goes, you know, if you want to just sit around and eat pizza and play video games, like, like those, the path that that leads you down will get you there if that's the, the path you choose to take. And so, um, you know, you have to be very cognizant of the decisions you're making and, uh, eventually you get to the point where you don't have to spend that brain power, uh, thinking about decisions you're making because you've set up your life in such a way that you, just automatically do the right thing. And that's the best place to get to. Uh, it's a hard place to get to, uh, but it is worth, uh, 
90, uh, most of the time it's not the destination, it's where, uh, it's the journey there. So don't, like if you're, you're working on stuff or you wanna get to that kind of point, uh, don't worry so much about the destination, just worry about uh, the journey there and it's much more, that journey is much more enjoyable and I think that's something that we don't necessarily, people look at the end destination and act like that's where they wanna be and it is satisfying, but the journey is really what um, is rewarding because once you get there, it's it always becomes, well now what kind of thing. Uh, and that's kind of disappointing because you, you put all this time and effort and then you like you get the reward that you've been working so hard for and it just feels hollow and it's it's kind of one of those weird duality of man kind of things uh which which sucks but uh yeah that's what i want to talk about today uh, hopefully you guys found that interesting a uh, bit of a short one but uh thank you guys for listening and uh please like share subscribe um, i'm on all the podcast uh mediums i'm on uh bit shoot and i'm on youtube so uh Leave a comment if you thought it was interesting, and uh, we can uh, generate some discussion, maybe generate a new video out of it. We'll see. Uh, but have yourselves a good day.